Welcome to Mr. Polist. Uh, I'm your host, Kendall. And I am Jared, a co-host. Hey, Jared. So what you been reading? Uh, it's been a long time since we last talked, but uh, most of the books have remained the same. We have had some new legacy titles come out that we picked up, and I'm sure... and. <sighs> Honestly, I mean, there's been a few remarkable things that came out, but, you know, obviously metal's kind of going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure, did you pick up Doomsday Clock? Yes, I did. Okay, so we can talk about that. Um, let's see here. Uh, just to kind of, I'm, I'm pretty sure you didn't pick this up, but um, always in search of a good ninja story, I pitched, uh, uh, picked up uh, Ninjak or Ninja K. Uh, they restarted that one over with uh, Christos Gage writing that. And, um, I'll no, bet, it's actually, I bet Dave's reading that one. Oh yeah. That's valiant, right? Yep. It's a, uh, it's actually not too bad. I'm at least a little familiar or familiar enough with, um, the background and they have a nice little bit of, uh, you know, origin story at the beginning to kind of give you an idea. A nice little kind of warm up, um, issue and, uh, plenty of uh, ninja ing to go on. Um, it feels like uh, I'm watching a comic um, of like one of my favorite Nintendo games, Shinobi, mm-hmm. or Ninja Gaiden, or Gaiden. Yeah, you yeah, Shinobi was Sega. It's a good point. <laughs> Although, did they? No, no, that's. Ninja I was probably Gaiden. thinking it's actually it's more Ninja Gaiden because it does have like more purple, or I don't know. It definitely feels more Ninja Gaiden-ish. I yeah, I I I that's cool. Yeah, so that was kind of fun. And I picked up the uh, new Moon Knight. And, uh, well, yeah, so it's the the legacy reissuing or whatever you want to call it. And it's uh, Max Bemis. And uh, this was excellent, actually. It's just the right amount of kind of weird that you want. I mean, mm-hmm. Lemire's was kind of strange off the wall a little bit. And I think it's kind of – I mean, it's paying homage to Moon Knight being a little bit crazy. And it has – uh, some incredible art. There's just one whole page of uh, Moon Knight uh, tearing apart uh, zombie mummies, and it's uh, it's just beautiful. I know it's as terrible as that sounds, but <laughs> it uh, it looks like it should be a pretty interesting kind of like god on god or e- Egyptian god on god type of uh, uh, battle coming up, and I really personally enjoy. Um, after watching Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom, I always wanted to be an archaeologist growing up. And I always loved Egypt, Egyptology, pyramids, and all that sort of stuff. So that kind of geeks me out, too, because there's a lot of the Egyptian gods, symbology, and other things like that going on in here. So uh, that's just kind of an extra little bit of uh, more fun for me. So that was a good time. Um Let's see here. Did you read Batman Lost by chance? Um, I didn't read Batman Lost. Uh, I did read the Batman Who Laughs. I did read that as well. Okay, and good. I did not like it. 
Um, I'm generally not a fan of Tinian's work. I thought that was it was okay. I I don't I really haven't thought that these uh, kind of bad guy origin stories. I thought the first couple were all right, mm-hmm. but the rest of them can been pretty mediocre. Um, but Batman Lost was pretty much like whatever the next metal issue should have been. I, I wouldn't even call it. Well, it was kind of a tie-in, but it was really based on the story's Batman. So I guess it felt probably a little bit more towards the main storyline. Um, but it was – you basically see Batman going to his breaking point and breaking. Um, and it looks like he's up in the battery now mm-hmm. too with Superman. So um, – yeah, I think we're just all kind of waiting for that next metal issue to come out to figure out what's kind of happening. Yeah, here. So, I think so. after after Batman Who Laughs because that was kind of the that was kind of the issue that um that that everything was supposed to be leading up to like this is the cool thing that's coming out of this is this it was just like a it was just like a mediocre Batman kills everybody story. Yeah, and. Like, yeah, it was just, yeah, it was just like really, really meh. And I'm just like, after that, it's just like, okay, clearly I just don't like metal, but I'm still going to read it. Yeah. I think the, the main stories are going to be, or at least the ones with Snyder at the helm are going to be a little bit better. Um, I think obviously with it being his brainchild, but yeah, that's the thing. I was kind of hoping that these, or those issues would be a lot more fun or uh-huh. you know, a lot more brutal, especially after the flash one was pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, I just, I just think that the, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm sure that there's, I mean, there's these events, there's always some good stuff comes out of it, but I just like that, uh, the little like on the ground tie in that was in three that was in Nightwing and suicide squad and teen Titans and everything was like, like kind of started out strong, but kind of ended pretty weak. And, and uh yeah the the main book i mean i just feel like i feel like there's been enough i've read enough issues of the main book even though it's all over the place with its one shots like that i should know i should have a better feel for what the actual story is like i have a i understand what the world is they've done an okay job building this world but it's like but what's happening why why should i care Oh, no, I totally agree. It's like, what's the point? I mean, are they just going to destroy the world and take it over? And honestly, now with kind of the doomsday clock coming in, it feels kind of weird that this is overlapping a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. And doomsday clock, I well, I don't know why it's hard to believe, but 12 issues, that's that's a a lot of of nine-page panels. (laughs) Well... Okay, so turning the corner into Doomsday Clock, I think we can talk about it a little bit now. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it. Like, it could. It's very. I think it's very. It's a lot easier to write a first issue than to maintain momentum throughout a whole stories. So so the so it could get bad. Don't get me wrong, but I felt like I felt like Jeff Johns gets it. I felt like we're we're playing in the like, you know, do take. Step step away from the. This is gonna explain how New Fifty Two happened. You know, universe shaking gobbledygook, and just like taking it as a comic, a standalone single issue, like it's it's the epilogue to Watchmen. Yeah, and definitely. I feel like I felt like Jeff Johns had the characters pretty 
pretty well done. And then like uh, Rorschach, uh, like he was writing Rorschach and I was like, I can tell this is supposed to be Rorschach, but it kind of sounds a little different. It kind of sounded like his, maybe his politics are a little bit different. He's not as, he's not as like uh, conservative and stuff. Yeah. And then they reveal that it's, you know, it's not Rorschach. It's somebody else who's become Rorschach. And it, it like the way it was written was perfect. Like, it's like, it's not quite, it's not quite Alan Moore's Rorschach because it's a different guy. And they do a good job of addressing that, not necessarily hitting you over the head with it. Um, but I totally agree with everything you said. Jeff John seemed to really kind of keep the same feel to Watchmen. I, I, uh, I'm a really kind of want to go back and read it before um, the rest of the stuff comes out. It'd be uh-huh. kind of nice to, I mean, I, I think I uh, watched the movie not too long ago. Mm-hmm. I've always been familiar with the story, but uh, I think it wouldn't hurt. Yeah. And I mean, I'm, I'm the person they're writing this, they're writing Doomsday Clock for. Like I, I enjoyed before Watchmen. I enjoyed the movie. So nothing is sacred, but also, I love the original material as well. And it's just nice. Like enough time has passed and they've done little things here and there that I think it's okay to play in that sandbox again. Like the, the, the original story stands on its own, but let somebody, let somebody try to play in that sandbox and we'll see what comes of it. And I mean, it could go, yeah, it could go totally off the wall. It could go, you know, who, who knows what they're doing with them merging the two universes or, or Dr. Manhattan or whatever. Um, but I just, I was just, I would be perfectly happy if they spend the first 11 and a half issues <laughs> just hanging out in Watchmen world. And then, and then in the last half of the last issue, do some kind of stupid comic book bullshit and, and, you know, it, it merge the two universes or whatever they want to do. Well, I think my, well, my initial theory after reading this is that they have to find someone to bring back God or Dr. Manhattan and it has a Superman, right? And are they going to convince him to somehow figure out how to find him or travel to him? Um, and then try to convince him to stop whatever mm-hmm. Armageddon is going on. So is that going to be the big thing instead of like an actual battle? It's going to be more of like a intellectual standoff. Mm-hmm. Which I'm fine with too. Yeah. I mean, I just, I'm honestly, I'm just like, I trust Jeff Johns. Yeah. I mean, Jeff Johns has, has written some good stuff in the past. And this first issue didn't do anything that made me like, that was like fundamentally wrong. So if he can, if he can tell a good story, I don't care what that story is and it, he can do whatever he wants. Or if he wants to go crazy off the wall, off the rails, mixing the two universes, however, you know, however he wants to do it. I mean, these are cool characters. Like even just, even just like I didn't, I never realized this Rorschach's design as a, just as a character is one of my favorite designs in all of comics. Just the, you know, the guy in the trench coat with the mask, with the, uh, the Rorschach (laughs) blob on it. That's like one of my favorite designs in all of comics. Did you notice the um, his blobs change and morph throughout the conversations? Um, I mean, I know that that's a thing. 
Well, it's just kind of interesting because I was looking back through it today because I'm like, it's been a little while since I read it. I'm just kind of curious. And, you know, a lot of times you would kind of think it is, you know, for his, you know, based on his expression. But there was one, uh, see if I can find it, one panel here. I think it's when, you know, they're breaking the mime out and he has to grab his guns or whatever. And, you know, obviously there's no guns there. Mm-hmm. Um Horshack's face, whole face was black. It was like one big black blob. Mm. So I'm like, wonder what that emotion yeah. was. Yeah, I don't know. But um, I just thought it was kind of fun just to look through there and kind of check that out. Try to pick up some background yeah, information. Yeah, I mean, things. I guess the explanation, and I can't remember if this was in before Watchmen. I think it was in before Watchmen. The explanation was that, like, it was some dress that was made that was, like, designed to, based on your body heat, change the black you know, the black to yeah. the black and white, the, you know, the ink blot look. And he really liked it. Nobody else did or something. And so he, whatever happened and he ended up making a mask out of it. Uh, yeah. I just, yeah. I just like, I read, I sat down and read doomsday clock and it was like really good. I mean, it kind of, um, I mean, it's a, it was better. It was way better than, than Matt, than dark Knight three, but it kind of reminded yeah. me of dark Knight three in that it's like, so this is an established world that everyone who reads comic books has an understanding of because everybody's read Watchmen. Why not write some additional stories in that world? When also what I was thinking too, because I was going through uh, Wikipedia today, just doing a brief overview of the story. And one of the things too, I really liked in the original was that they would put in like publications or something like that to kind of tell the backstory of uh-huh. the Black Freighter stuff. So with this, we're looking at um, probably the original Warshak's journal. And um, in the very end, they said, too, that um, everything kind of got stirred back up again when Warshak turned in his journal to that right-wing newspaper. Yeah. The so at the very end, picks it up. Yeah, so I'm thinking maybe the new Warshak uh, could be someone from the Frontiersman, maybe that reporter um, – ends up getting so engulfed in it and decides to take it over for himself. So um, I think, I think, and this is just completely based on nothing. I think that, that the new Rorschach is the kid that was reading the comic. Okay. Um, it, and I mean, it's not really based on anything except for the kid was black and he's a black guy, but, yeah. uh, but it just sort of makes sense that it would be him. And maybe we'll get, a little bit more of that, that guy's backstory. I liked that they added the stuff in the back. I hope that, um, I hope that it gets, that it gets better. Like I really like thinking back, I really, really liked the excerpts from under the hood in Watchmen. Like that's one of my favorite things in comics. And I think a lot of comics have tried that before. Um, I remember like they had the black, black hand or whatever his name was the, the bad guy from, uh, from the blackest night that had like his journals. Oh, it's like the, black freighters that you're talking about. Uh, no, 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 no. Oh, this this was, that's the comic. Black okay. blackest night is what I'm talking. Okay, I'm talking about a different event. Black in blackest night at the end of those issues, they had like the journals of, of the black hand or whatever his name was. The guy, the first black lantern, and I just didn't even read those. Like I tried to read them and I didn't, you know, and I, <laughs> there have been a lot of comics like that where there will be 
pros in the back that are just completely forgettable and not relevant to the story. And I think that Watchmen, those pros at the end, like the under, especially the under the hood segments just like add so much to that world building. And so I like that they're doing stuff at the end. I just hope that Jeff Johns is able to execute it well throughout. That's, that's probably my, that's my, my biggest concern. That's the kind of thing that will, will take it from being like just another event to being something that people will really remember. Yeah. I'd say there's plenty more to go and I'm really, I really am interested to see how the rest of the superheroes kind of come into play with everything else too. So should be fun. So, um, did you read, uh, Punisher 218? I certainly did. And that happens to be the next one on top of my stack. Okay. So what did you think? Uh, you know what? For a Punisher story, I enjoyed it. I thought it was kind of a good introduction. I mean, it kind of follows the typical Punisher story where we have like a the third eye view on, you know, a drug deal or something like a weapons deal in this case going bad. And, you know, he you know, plays spoiler. Um, so, I mean, it wasn't anything revolutionary besides the fact that he does get the um, the armor, which is pretty cool. Uh, I like that little twist. Uh, the art, meh. Especially that last page was pretty bad. The uh, the photo reference on his face is awful. That's what I was going to say, too. There's like he, They either need to just go one way or another, just make it exactly John Barenthal or just make it some you know thick Italian dude. Just quit trying to play in the middle. It's, the, th- the thing to me is like Punisher looks like I have a very specific, this is what the Punisher looks like. And he's basically, he's, he's Frank Castle from the, the platoon actually does a really good job of drawing his, drawing his face. Like there are very specific physical features. And I feel like, I feel like doing like John, John Barenthal. I mean, he's fine in the show. Like you're not going to, you know, you're not going to perfectly cast someone. You're not going to find somebody who physically looks perfect and can like act and stuff. Um, yeah. Good point. But, but at the same time, like, like he's, I mean, he's a good, he's good for the show, but like the Punisher looks like needs to look like the Punisher in Punisher comics. Like, like I, I'm not a fan of, of them doing photo reference, especially for a character like that. Like it'd be, it's different if it's, I think it's a little different, you know, Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr. looks exactly like Tony Stark, you know, uh, especially when his facial hair is like that. So when they draw, when they draw, when they draw Iron Man to look like Tony Stark, like that's, that's cool. And also, also I think it helps that, uh, Iron Man usually has like top tier artists in a, in a way that, uh, that something like the Punisher probably does not have. Um, so like Iron Man and, and Captain America, although I don't feel like, I don't feel like Captain America has, I I guess the thing is you don't see Captain America's face as much. That's a good point. Well, so I also did read, uh, the first, well, the new Captain America with Wade and Samney, and there was a considerable amount of panels where, well, he's essentially like revisiting a town that was called Captain America. So there's a lot of him as Steve Rogers, uh, but it's still just a, you know, a blonde dude. There's yeah. no really definable characteristics that you would could really pick him out of a crowd. Yeah. I wonder if it's, I wonder if it's because, I mean, because when he's in costume, he looks like 
or, or well, maybe not now, but like up, up till recent, uh, when he was, you know, not uh Hydra cap era. Like when he was in costume, he looked like Steve, he looked like Captain America from the movies. Like they, they generally make the costumes, uh, look like the ones in the movies. And generally I'm, I'm pretty okay with that. It's just that photo, like to me, photo referenced faces look awkward sometimes if you go overboard with it. And I just, it just really didn't work for me in, in Punisher. Uh, so that, that issue of, uh, Captain America six ninety five, right? Yes. I um, so. so I'm like, so on the fence about it. What, what did you think of that issue? Oh, it's definitely been a while since I've read it. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh-huh. Um, I, I like Wade and Sammy too. I really enjoyed them on daredevil. So, um, I definitely wanted to start reading this. I'm going to keep reading it. I always pick it up the first arc, but, yeah. uh, you know, I thought the art was really nice. Uh, interested to see how the story goes. If it's, you know, Steve is traveling across the country yeah. trying to find his way. Uh, but, um, I mean, I don't think it's perfect by any means, but, you know, I enjoyed it. I thought the art again, like, you know, pretty Sammy is probably one of my favorite comic artists out yeah. there. So, it's just yeah, hard not to enjoy reading those kind of books. So I really, I really enjoyed Secret America and the Nazi cap stuff. Like I, I, I thought that was a really, a really compelling, interesting story. I think it's, I think it ended in an interesting place for Captain America, and I also know that it wasn't popular, so they want to create a fresh start with this issue. I just hope that they reference like I really like the idea and I mean this is part of the reason that I like Spider-Man historically I like the idea of a hero who is is fighting for good and is a good guy and stuff but that the public generally hates and misunderstood yeah yeah. so so I I mean I I really hope that if we're doing across America that he goes to towns where he isn't loved and he still saves the day and, you know, may or may not win people over. Yeah. Uh, this issue, it just felt, I think it just hit me at the wrong time. Like if I had a, if I was a new reader or if I hadn't been reading captain America in a while, or if I was really upset with the direction that it went, like this does feel like a reset button. Um, oh, totally. Just yeah, really it's, straightforward, really yeah. like, you know, he, he tells the girl to, look out for the guy, you know, the weak, the, the strong protect the weak and, you know, it had a good message and everything. It just seemed a little, a little toothless, a little like I've read this story before. And, and sometimes that's a good thing, but for some reason it just hit me at the wrong time. I think. Yeah. There's definitely no really big, big baddie to feel like it's kind of easing back into things, but yeah, we'll say, ride with it a little bit longer, see yeah. how it goes. Yeah. And I mean, that's fine. Like it's, it's, it's not that that's the wrong way to write the character. Oh, I mean, no, I, understand what I you're mean, occasionally, yeah, you know, okay. Occasionally you want a, I always bring up the Spider-Man trying to get across town stories where he's, where he's just trying to get to his, just trying to get to work or just trying to get to a date. And he has to save a bunch of people. Um, you know, that's, and I, and I love those stories. I could read. I mean, I, I'll read them as often as they print them. But, uh, but maybe I'm not as much that way for like a Captain America. Like this felt like a, it felt very much like a Captain America or a Superman story, like a really just kind of straightforward. I'm a good guy. I did like that. He was like, 
I'm here because there was intelligence that there were terrorists that were going to attack you. I'm not just here because it's the Captain America festival. (laughs) Um, I I did. I did like that little, that little bit. Um, So, uh, so Superman and action comics. I think I'm kind of, I think I'm kind of tired of, uh, of Superman right now. So these last couple, these last two issues that came out, I actually haven't read them, even though they came out a few weeks ago. Um, yeah, I have a couple comics that I'm kind of sitting on like that, that I'm someday I'll be bored enough to read them soon. Mm-hmm. I'm sure of it. Yeah. I just, I'm, th- I'm thinking, I mean, I'm going to force myself to read those two, the two issues, but I'm thinking I might have Superman's a character that sometimes I have to take a break from. And I think I might be ready to take a break from him. Um, or at least at least drop off one book, one of the books, because I'm reading both of them, um, and that maybe that's just a little much. Well, you gotta think he's gonna be a main focus here soon mm-hmm. with uh, Doomsday. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, Mister Miracle, uh, they're having they had the trial in the living room with the carrot oh, sticks. <laughs> that was that was an interesting uh, that was an interesting issue. They've just been. I, I've really been enjoying this story so far. That's kind of turning out. Yeah, I mean, oh, we've, we've been. Side is. Yeah, I mean, we've been talking about it every issue. I mean, it's 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 still really good. It was a it was a weird. This issue was was particularly weird, but it was also like I think it I think it worked really well. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What do you? You get to choose where you have your trial. Well, I guess we'll just have it in my living room. It's kind of a fun <laughs> choice. Yeah. Um, so, so Tom King, it sounds like he's going to be notorious for coming out with these director cuts. Um, so, actually, I finished up The Vision, which was really good, and I, I need to go back and kind of reread all the extra stuff. But they're coming out with a Mr. Miracle director's cut edition here soon. Um do you feel bad that you didn't just wait for that, or do you have any interest in picking that up at all? I, I'm extra stuff is dumb. I just want the, I just want the either I would when it comes to comics, I would either want to read the individual issues. If anything, I, I the only regret that I have about Mister Miracle is that I didn't pick up the first issue. I have a second printing of the first issue. Um, but like I either want just the the first printing original issues. Or I would, or I want the trade. Like, I think that I have, you know, I have no desire to, uh, to read extra content. I accidentally bought the, uh, first appearance of Harley Quinn comic on Batman day that just had, it was just the comic and then the annotated comic and then the black and white version of the comic or something like that. And I was like, really? So it's like I, I picked it up thinking it was 150 pages, but it's like 50 yeah, pages of actual yeah. content, and then a bunch of, and it's like, yeah, I I don't I don't care about that extra stuff at all. I just want to read the story. Yeah, I'm feeling you on that. I, I mean, the vision. I was kind of glad to pick up that because I didn't pick up the original story, and um, turns out it was pretty much the same price for all the issues. So, mm-hmm. but I, I mean, I after. I want to pick up Mr. Miracle as it comes out, and I'm not rebuying it for that extra stuff. Um, I also think Mr. Miracle for a for a a weird kind of like that's going to be a book that just like the Vision book, that's going to be a book that people go back and read the trade. 
Um, like a lot, a lot of people I think will buy the trade of that, but I think it actually reads really well in individual issues. Yeah. Um, no, it would, uh, yeah, it was definitely a really good story. And, uh, I mean, some of the extra stuff, the very last issue, they had a guy that does a lot of, um, uh, panel breakdowns and things like that. So it kind of gave his review and, and he pinpointed some certain panels and, uh, you kind of highlight certain things where, uh, you know, the wife, after she killed um, uh, the Grim Reaper, uh, shows her in the kitchen, but the lights are off and the family's outside. It's sunny, and she's like clutching the three diamond necklace that represents her family. So it's she's hiding it from that, and just shows like certain you know how different lighting and different setups actually really work, and you know especially if you don't know what you're looking for, what you might miss in terms of, you know, kind of setting the stage or, you know, the actual atmosphere of the comic or how people can actually use, you know, nonverbal context or clothes or stuff like that for things. So um, that sort of stuff's kind of interesting to me because that's one thing that I, I find myself just getting caught up a lot of times just reading the words and skimming through or not really kind of evaluating the art. But again, I don't think that every comic is that nuanced but again, right, you know, I, right. I still want to, you know, I guess kind of be aware um, and not just take it for granted, but really kind of go back with those kind of fun books or really, you know, try to go back there and, you know, take a closer eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear that. I just, um, like, uh, I guess my, my, my sort of counter to that is I would rather, rather than going more in depth on especially something like like the vision or mr miracle which i mean i do have been really enjoying them but i mean they're not the dark knight returns like they're not watchmen like they're they're good they're good solid stories for what they are and there's there's definitely some depth to them and i think that you can i think that you can see like if if i read a book like that and it has those that attention to detail i'm going to notice it on a when i'm reading it even if I'm not going to notice every single detail, I'm going to notice some of that. And I'm going to notice that it has that attention to detail. So if, you know, Oh, no, totally. If, and that's what I was kind of thinking too. It's, it's like when you read a book, you can tell if it's going to have that much effort right. or work put into it. But like, I mean, DC this last week had uh five, like $5 on all of their trades on comiXology. And I bought a handful of them. And it's like, now I have, just so much stuff to read, so much <laughs> stuff to catch up on. I would just like rather than rather than going in depth on something that I've already read, I'd rather read something new. I guess is I guess is kind of what I would. That makes complete at. sense too. I mean, there's just I mean, you think about it, just about endless amounts of comics if you really want to uh, read. Yeah, I was um I was reading. Have you ever have you ever read the uh, the Grant Morrison Justice League run? Oh, some of it, I believe. So the entire time that I've been reading comics, and I think this is probably true of you because you've been reading for about as long as me, like Justice League has not been an important book. I mean, I... Not really that I can think of. Like I was, I read it a little bit when New 52 started and didn't really like it. And, and, uh, and like other times I've, I've tried, I've thought about checking in on it, but like, like I, I feel like Justice League has not been that important of a book, but everybody calls back to that Grant Morrison run, and I was I was reading that this week. It, it is, it's it's good, <laughs> like it's it's Grant Morrisony, 
but it also feels a lot like the Justice League cartoon. Like you can you can tell that they took a lot of uh, a lot of influence from that. Yeah. Um, and but it's still super Grant Morrison. He's super dense, which is also kind of fun because Grant Morrison hasn't been doing a lot lately. How long ago did he write that? Um, this was uh, 90s. I think it started okay. in 97 um, and went through 2001 or something like that. I don't, I don't remember. But uh, yeah, it was it started in 97 with the uh, with the um, actually the story from the first or from I think Justice Justice League covered this at some point, but it was the white Martians like invading, uh, invading Earth and uh, taking over people to make everybody hate the Justice League and stuff. Uh, but it, yeah, it was a and then. Yeah, so that there's that. And then I read this other there was another one where they were fighting weird time stuff. I don't know. I can't even explain what happened in volume two, but it was good. And you know, it's, it's Wally West and Kyle Rayner. Yeah, it was, it was fun stuff. Um, yeah. So, uh, but that's see. probably about the last time that it has been halfway relevant. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't mean, remember really. That's the thing. Cause I mean, I'd still, you know, kind of read it in trade or you know, pick up from the library. Cause that's what I, I want on like my Grant Morrison kick and, but you know, anything I could find from him that I could check out. Yeah. But I can't remember. Yeah, I was going to say, I probably picked up the first few issues of New 52. Um, but yeah, yeah, I read, I read, yeah, I read probably the first year of New 52 with Justice League. And I really liked the Justice League International um, when when that in at the New 52 era. I read that whole series. Um, but yeah, it just hasn't. I think it's got to do with the way that uh, DC fragments its universes like unless you're reading the, I mean, I guess if you were reading like the main event, like I didn't read the dark side war or, um, forever evil or anything. So maybe there'll be tie-ins with doomsday clock or something. It just, it seems weird that that book is not like you would think that that would be one of the most important books, you know, the centerpiece of the DC universe. And it just hasn't really been. Yeah. Um, and I feel like Avengers has the same issue, although sometimes Avengers is relevant. I mean, Bendis well, is so many just Avenger teams. Uh, it's well, ridiculous. Yeah, yes, yes. There's a yeah. I mean, I know there's a hundred Avengers teams, but but there's usually Avengers and maybe new Avengers. Like there's usually one or two books that are like like eight the teams. main. They're like the main one. Yeah, you know, that are actually Avengers. And I mean, I guess. Well, I guess Hickman's run. A lot of people like Tickman. So yeah, New Avengers and Avengers. So that was basically yeah, yeah. one comic altogether. So yeah, that wasn't. I guess that wasn't too long ago. Um, and and Bendis's run, a lot of people really liked. Um, yeah, Mark. Well, I think that's something too. But I mean, like DC, like that's why they have Trinity comics because I mean, Batman, Wonder Woman, and Superman are so overpowered that I mean, you don't need. I mean, they're but they're but they're basically shoehorning Cyborg into the Justice League now. Yeah. Uh, and so, are they recanning him actually being in the Teen Titans? I I don't remember if he was. I think he's. I think he was never in the Teen Titans in the in current continuity. because uh, he. I read because like Titans Titans Hunt 
undid some of the retconning that had initially happened for new 52. And I did read that and I was reading Titans for a little while, but yeah, I think that, I think that uh cyborg was just always justice league. Um, and that's, I mean, that's, I don't have a problem with that. Like, I mean, he just, he's, he's a character that they've been, I think the thing is he's a character that they've been pushing for the last five or six years who have been trying to solo books. I, I think I read that his current one's getting, uh, the ax with Supergirl. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, no trying. Yeah. Like they've, I feel like they've been pushing his character a lot over the last few years and it just hasn't, it hasn't stuck. There, there hasn't been like a really good series. Like he hasn't had a solo book or he hasn't had like that. Ju- if his, if Jeff John's justice league run was was super critically acclaimed and successful uh, with him in it, then that might have helped too. But I mean, yeah, he's in because he's been in the video games and yeah, he's in the movie. Maybe people will like the movie. I actually haven't seen the movie yet. Have you seen I it yet? Seen, no, I haven't. I plan on it. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to too. I just haven't. Uh, I just haven't no. gotten around to it. I've been kind of busy uh, burning the candle at both ends, as it were. Um, See Ragnarok by chance? I did see. I did see Ragnarok. I um, did too. I liked it. I I liked it. Uh, it's not like I wasn't crazy oh. excited for it, and I think it had some some things that some I was kind of pretty biased going in, but that's all right. Yeah, but uh, but I but I think it was. I mean, I think it was it was fine. Yeah, um, it was fun. It was entertaining. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. It was. I, I liked it a lot better than Guardians 2. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think you like about anything else better than Guardians 2. So. <laughs> well, I, yeah. I mean, I mean, like, it was a positive experience seeing Thor Ragnarok. It was not a positive experience seeing Guardians yeah. 2. And, <laughs> and which, I mean, which they used some of the same kind of humor. There was just a little more, like, depth of the storytelling and... Um, didn't have a baby and, tree running around either spoiling yeah, it for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, there weren't. Yeah, there wasn't really anything. Although I didn't really like Korg being uh, a, a like a a wimpy, a wimpy New Zealander. Like I love that soft spokenness. I mean, that just obviously is part of the charm. But it, it is for me that was kind of funny. It just, yeah. I mean, it was a it was a gag, and it's just unfortunate because that's he's. Cause that's that character now, <laughs> like, like it, it, I mean, he's a Korg is a pretty important character to the Marvel universe, and it sort of makes him, I don't know, makes him a little bit lesser. Oh uh, well, what can you do? Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not like it's not a deal breaker. I just, and and then also like. It was a little bit odd to me that like they used a bunch of stuff from Planet Hulk, but it wasn't really yeah, like, was Planet kind of Hulk. And so and so what that means So mix. that means that there's never gonna be a Planet Hulk movie. You know, but but that's yeah. It's it's fine. It was it was uh uh there were there was a lot about it that I liked. Um I just can't think of anything that I liked about it. I mean, like the fight scenes, like everything. I mean, it was again, it was it was funny. Um, I, I watched it in three D. That is pretty good for three D. Uh-huh. It's beautiful. Um, and Thor, like you know, not the god of hammers, or the god of thunder. 
that was him getting like Lord of or like he went Raiden. Like he he pulled out some of the Mortal Kombat moves. Yeah, that was an interesting in that last scene. That was definitely an interesting choice having him the the idea that he doesn't need his hammer for for his powers and stuff. Uh, and I mean, I think that um, what the only real explanation is that he'll he'll. And I'm, I'm just I, I, this is I'm just assuming that you watch the Avengers four trailer today. I I haven't seen it. No. But. Are you serious? Oh, Kendall, you could get out of here. Are you are you messing with me? No, I have I didn't watch it. No. Uh, you should watch it. It's good. <laughs> okay. No, I I believe that it will be good. I mean, but I would imagine that like Doctor Strange will probably like I have Agamotto or uh, has hammer back or something like that. Yeah. So I did really like I did really like Doctor Strange in this movie. I like that. I think that's that's the thing that I think I like the most is sort of like the comics. We're at a point where there are enough characters that they can just be like for, you know, for a one scene call up so-and-so and have them help with a thing. Yeah. Um, I love cameos. I think more than merrier personally. Yeah. Yeah. I think that they, they work really well in this, in this world that, that has been built. Um, yeah. De- yeah. They definitely, they definitely work really well. Um, yeah. Thanos looks like a boss in this new trailer too. Like, I mean, it's, it's, there's a lot of good stuff going on. Let's just say that. Yeah, I, I, be, I believe it. I believe it. Oh. Um, yeah. Uh, so do you want to talk about The Punisher? Did you watch that show yet? So I've, I've got three episodes left. So okay. as long as we don't talk about like the very, the, the way that it ends. Um, that's fine. Actually, I was going to say that third, that episode, the next episode that you're watching, that's um, probably one of my favorite, if not my favorite episode of the season. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so I'm, I, I, I mostly like it. I think that, uh, their, their interpretation of the Punisher is a little bit weaker than I like. I like a, a stronger, more, more focused Punisher. Um, it's a little, it's a little weird. Like I liked him better, I think in daredevil, but also, I think Punisher works better as a supporting character than on his own, uh, be, sort of because of of the problems that come up here, where he's you know they have to give him they feel like they need to give him a love interest, which is weird. <laughs> yeah, they definitely um, tried really hard to make sure that you know, people would see more like the human side, mm-hmm. um, even if it was kind of more of a fake research but um i did like or i have liked how they've been able to humanize them on that sort of front um and i think with these next three it would kind of get more closer back towards that focus okay. punisher and, and it gets it's I, I liked how you you did post something on facebook about being a romantic comedy and like it definitely went to that point and i think <laughs> this next episode really kind of starts changing things and um, I mean, I was like, yeah, I mean, when Micro's wife gets drunk and tries to kiss him, I was at the battle, like <laughs> we're getting way too close to this being like, you know, let's just start shooting people, Frank. Let's yeah. not wreck people's marriages. Yeah, I, I was it's just uh. one. I think I think I mean, they stepped away from that pretty quick. I think that's one of those things where Frank's like, you know what? Maybe I should just 
kill people instead mm-hmm. of like try to go undercover. Um, but th- that's one of the things too. Where I think it, it definitely kind of walked the line of getting a little bit too on the lovey-dovey, not mm-hmm. enough on the actual punishing and, people side. And I'm I'm also willing to admit that <laughs> that a lot of the 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 knee jerk dislike of it is because I have certain preconceptions of what the Punisher should be and what I want the Punisher to be. Whereas like if, if it works on its own, cause I mean, uh, at least one person I, I saw on, on social media said, you know, I don't like the Punisher in the comics, but I like the show. Um, so if it works on its own, I mean, that's, I'm general, I'm usually fine with that. It's just, I have this, kind of this kind of knee jerk reaction of the Punisher shouldn't have a love interest or the Punisher shouldn't have. Oh, no, I completely understand. Like I I kind of feel like that too. Um, The Punisher shouldn't play guitar. Yes. Kind of stuff like that. And, um, and and especially reading platoon where it definitely doesn't seem like he would have that type of side or any type of musical ability um, or that he would have that in his background at all. Um, I honestly, honestly though, I will say, you know, reading platoon, I, I'm okay with the interpretation that he was always a badass. Like I'm okay with that interpretation, but I actually it would be perfectly fine with if we saw him in, in the war playing guitar. I just, it bugged me when he's hanging out with micro and complaining that micro hasn't taken care of his guitar. Like, yeah, yeah. Like that should be, that should, he should be like, I mean, he shouldn't care like that. That's not part of the mission. Yeah. Well, and that could be Frank being meticulous, like same thing of keeping your gun clean. Um, you keep your instruments. You know, he has a, yeah. a certain, uh, you know, Marine mentality, but I actually, I really enjoyed micro. Um, I was hoping they're going to pick a fat dude. You know, those guys need love too. They need jobs in Hollywood. Um, yeah, but, I liked, I liked, uh, I liked I micro. Pretty good. Yeah. And also I think I don't have a lot of, I mean, aside from the fact that he, he's a fat guy on a computer, like, I, I don't think I've read him in comics. Like I've only seen him. I, he was in the, the Spider-Man animated series. And I think he was in one of the movies, but I don't think I've ever read a Punisher comic where he worked with micro. And the ones that he generally is, it's it's basically just him feeding him intel. Um, and yeah. so that's kind of um, – I got really close to kind of, not really kind of spoiling things. But, I mean, in the comic books, you know, Punisher needs to be pointed in a certain direction. He's a weapon. So Micro kind of finds that intel and kind of gives him that sort of leverage. I have no idea if Micro will ever be seen again in the Marvel Universe. There's a good chance that he may not. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter. It's not a spoiler or not. They don't really indicate if it, if he does. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, I, I thought he, he was pretty good. Um, uh, everybody I like, I enjoyed, um, you know, what Russo and, um, what's her name? The, uh, the agent, she's pretty good in it as well. Uh, honestly, I'd have to say like, I got super excited that, that first episode, I swear at the end of it, where he's just throwing people in that concrete and that just like the sledgehammer stuff. Oh, it's yeah. Like, that's right. Like, that is definitely super brutal. I'm glad they kind of went there. And that just had, like, it, well, one, I'm, I was kind of 
sweating in anticipation, but my palms were sweaty by the end of that episode. Like I was, I could just feel the tension kind of picking up and I've just personally waiting for him to just go Frank Castle on somebody. Yeah. You know, it's going to happen. And I'm just like, I'm just really happy to see it. Yeah. That's one of my favorite superhero tropes. The like, I finished my mission and I'm quit and I'm just trying to keep my head down. And then <laughs> people are just assholes and they just push and push and push and you give them every chance to back off and they refuse. And so then you got to, you know, then you, you kick, the, you kick, kick the crap out of them. I liked it. And I also liked that. Uh, I'm a little fuzzy on the details, but um, he, I mean, he went after them and rather than seeing that he just, you know, killed one of their buddies and they should run and hide because this man is a threat. <laughs> they just like start, they like try to shoot him. They try to attack him. Like they won't, they don't back off. And it's like, you should, you should back off. This is a guy that has just spent the last, uh, you know, the last month not sleeping at all and demolishing a building by hand. Like <laughs> he yeah, like is a dude is, is jacked. He's been swinging sledgehammers all day. Yeah. Why would you mess with crazy? Yeah. 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 Uh, and, uh, yeah, I liked the, I liked the, yeah, I really liked that. I thought it started out very, very, very strong. I think that it, it got, it was meandering a little bit in the middle and then it has started to pick back up where I'm at and I will, I will definitely finish it like soon. It's just, uh, there's only so many hours in a day and yeah. TV uh, But and I would stuff. say that was, I'd say these last three definitely really pick up. I it mean, I, I did like strong. the episode where, yeah, it definitely does. And I would say the episode, you know, like when they're on their forest where you get shot by the arrow. I'm like, that was, you know, kind of a fun action. That that was a nice little breakup. Um, uh-huh. but what, yeah. did, what did you think of the, of the kid, the uh, second amendment rights kid? Um, okay. So they will eventually wrap up that thread here soon. Uh huh. And it'll kind of help tie everything else together. Um, but, I mean, I, I kind of get it. I like that they are kind of going with the veteran PTSD sort of stuff. Um, I mean, they very clearly have that guy with like an NRA shirt, you know, talking uh-huh. very far right stuff. So, I mean, they basically slap you over the face and say, you know, this is representing the, you know. And I can partly to see why they wanted to delay the movie due to the gun violence and things like mm-hmm. that. I don't think they really, uh, I don't think there's a really strong correlation with the show and, um, how everything worked out with you know, kind of what's going on right now, which, I mean, I, I get it if they want to, you know, delay it, that's fine. That's yeah, their yeah. own prerogative. I don't think it was necessary, but again, I don't. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess, I guess my, I mean, and, and I'm, yeah, I'm a, you know, there's a few episodes left. I mean, but he has gone, you know, he has started trying to, trying to kill everybody and stuff, uh, with the bombs and things. Uh, I don't know. His, his arc seems weird and they spent like a long time developing it. I think that was like one of the things in those middle episodes that just took a little too long. Um, and then like, yeah, his, his, re- his reasoning for arbitrarily murdering everyone is like, cause he, cause gun rights is a, is just sort of a weird, I mean, I know that it's, I know that it's not, you know, crazy people are crazy 
Um, and he's PTSD and he was, you know, brainwashed by the guy that didn't really fight in Vietnam and everything, but it, it still seems like he would have a more, like a more specific conspiracy theory or an agenda. No, I totally agree because you think after he kills that, you know, like that fake veteran, he keeps on the same path. Like, wouldn't that be a deterrent for you to stop? Or would that be like, okay, maybe I'm not right in this sort of way of thinking, but um, it'll, it'll tie everything else Uh a little bit more together. So I think, you know, in the end it's, you know, We'll see it hopefully as a game, something that will join everybody together yeah. like, um, rather than being, you know, some like I arbitrary think what, what would have What would have made more sense would have been if uh, if he was if he was mad at the establishment for doing like something related to the military, like like if you had like a warped version of Punisher's Vendetta where like, you know, he was his friend, you know, his friend got killed. And so then he wanted to kill everybody in the government or, or his, you, you know, uh, or something. That's yeah. That's, that's almost kind of his reasoning, but I could definitely see if it was more, you know, doing just, other things. It seems of like blowing yeah, bombs up. And yeah. Yeah. Like it just that. seems like it's, it just seems like it's, it's cause it's just this, this vague notion of, of they're going to take away our guns, which yeah. is, is like, First of all, it's it's kind of beat you over the head political. Like I am anti I mean, I'm not like a a second amendment rights person. I am not a fan of guns like stuff. Yeah, but... nobody wants to take away your guns. They just don't <laughs> want guns in people's hands that shouldn't right. have them. Right, right. And and I mean I'm I'm like I agree I agree with 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 you on that. Like I I'm not a I'm, if you shouldn't have guns, then you know. If you're not mentally stable, then right. yes, maybe they are yeah. trying to take away your yeah, guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm not. I'm not. It's just. It just seems like this is just a vague, like. Well, anyone who thinks like that they should NRA have guns shirt. is. Yeah, anybody who's in the NRA is crazy, and without. Uh, it was very stereotypical. I mean, it was. Yeah, basically, as like the. It, crazy veteran yeah, conspiracy theory it, archetype that you could think yeah, of. It felt like it felt like it was bringing politics into it for politics sake, rather than telling a story that makes the argument for those politics. Yeah. So I think, you know, I, I can see why they may want to shed light on that or how people could eventually kind of go that path from those experiences. Uh, but again, too, I, w- I would just take with the grain of salt for now and, you know, let those next couple episodes right mm-hmm. out. But, um, you know, again, I think they kind of use it to, you know, eventually tie everything together. And it's I'm interested to see how you think this, uh, you know, how it, how it plays out. Um, I just. Uh... Oh, also one more thing with Punisher. Yeah. Um, I also kind of liked it, too. Well, I usually like when other superheroes make appearances. It was kind of nice to see this kind of standalone. It didn't necessarily feel like a superhero show. Mm-hmm. But I think after. Um, the final issues or the final issues, the final episodes, you will agree that the Punisher does in fact have a superhero and it is some sort of mild healing factor because that dude bounces back like nothing. <laughs> and it's, it's one of those things. It's like, maybe we are watching a superhero film and it's just, he does have like an amazing. Yeah. Yeah. He, just, he has some like mild healing factor. 
because the dude just takes whoopings and just comes out with a black eye or like, you know, yeah. they don't exactly give you a timeline about how, you know, recently these whoopings took place. Mm-hmm. But dude would have to be like, I don't know. Oh yeah. I mean, I months. think the Punisher definitely, the Punisher definitely has something going on with him. I mean, you want, you read, we're reading the platoon and the guys interviewing these 60 year olds about the time that they were in Vietnam with the Punisher. <laughs> but if you see the Punisher, he hasn't aged a day since then. Well, and that's something too, I think I mentioned before in born, they essentially alluded that he has some sort of, yeah, some sort of, you know, mystic thing. Yeah. Yeah. Either like they would say like, it's almost like the God watching over him, like Athena or something like that. I can't, I think it's something like that, but, uh, yeah, can't die. So, you know, that that would be something, too, that I think would be really cool if they could kind of put that in canon or really kind of throw that out there that, you uh-huh. know, he's not really just a simple soldier. Not Well, obviously not a simple yeah. soldier, but actually had some sort of superpower or so, ability. So you would rather you would rather them officially say that he has some kind of. Oh, age, you know, I don't age. know if I would have put my stamp on that right now. But now that I'm like saying that out loud. I, I don't know if that's like blasphemous. Or that's like, really what kind of separates him from everybody else, or maybe makes him cooler. So yeah, because I mean they don't talk about it all the time, but Black Widow has like an age slower downer thing. Oh, she's did she have like some sort of form of super serum, or like drank like it's, half a vial or something? Like I that? think it's more like I think it's more like what, and then also Nick Fury had uh, that. That was that make that slows down that slowed down his aging, like some human growth hormone or some yeah, weird some kind of stuff. some kind yeah. of like it was literally like a potion that Nick Fury had to drink every so often to slow down his aging, and I think it's something similar to that with Black Widow. So would you rather have? I guess that's the thing. Would you rather have them officially give the Punisher some sort of superpower or some sort of way, re, rationale for why he hasn't aged, or and, and then that also would imply that he's been mur- brutally murdering ev- criminals for the last 50 years. Mm. Or would you rather them retcon it l- sort of like what they did in the movie in the, or in the movie, in the, in the show where he was fighting in Afghanistan or Iraq? Yeah. So I think that's kind of the more accurate representation of what we've seen Punisher recently. I honestly kind of like the idea that, um, Willingly or even unwillingly, you know, he may have taken that super soldier serum. Um, one thing I think explains a hell of a lot to why he can just get beat up and it's not just some, you know, god dude taking steroids. So, I mean, on, it wouldn't break my heart either way. I am mean, fine as he is, but I think that would be kind of a fun little, um, you know, potential for a storyline. I always, um, I have this fan fiction in the back of my mind. And I'm not going to go into it too deeply, but I'll give you a quick overview just for the sake okay. of our listeners. So at the end of the Kari Andrews uh, Iron Fist, which I really is a big fan of that, um, there's all these other Shao Lao dragons, these, you know, dragons, if you kill them, uh-huh. you could be receive the Iron Fist powers. So they, like a whole bunch of them end up escaping throughout New York City. So you see the scene of all these dragons escaping like this New York building or something like that. And, and then Frank Castle is sitting on a rooftop eating a sandwich, drinking coffee with a sniper rifle. And he just sees this dragon and decides to like pick it off of the sniper rifle. And then it's 
Frank Castle imbued with the powers of Iron Fist. And essentially he could turn his gun into uh, or he's a living weapon or something like that. And it was essentially going to be a story about the Defenders killing a dragon themselves and all of them having the Iron Fist powers and stopping villains from acquiring them. Um, but I'm like, that'd be so much fun. Like, what if, you know, the Punisher actually had superpowers? And that's why I kind of like this, uh, the new Punisher story where, you know, they can't exactly give him superpowers, but they can, you know, they have the technology to mm. give him some. So that's why I'm, I think that's probably why I'm more interested in this type of story coming up, just because I've kind of thought about that. And I think that's probably been a, you know, I don't necessarily think it's been a, a, a pressing question on everyone's minds, but, um, you know, a lot of those what if stories in the past and the comics were a go to, they actually received a big collection of them. I was surprised. I saw like five of them where it's like, what if, you know, Captain America became the Punisher? What if the Punisher killed Spider-Man? And there was like three other different variations uh-huh. of like Punisher what ifs. And there were more of him than anybody else. So yeah. I think they kind of. I mean, obviously because he has the moral ambiguity or his lines blurred with killing criminals, but I think having that sort of freedom kind of has potential for some interesting stories. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I read What If the Punisher Became Captain America, but it was a while ago. Also, um, What If the Punisher's Family have li- Had Lived yeah, that was one is, of kind of a, is kind of a cop-out because uh, the answer to that question is Punisher's Family would then get killed five pages later. um but uh so so here's here's my here's my thoughts on on that since i you i so i think it's fine having him like the reason to have him in vietnam versus like the modern you know the modern wars is there there was there's sort of an idea at least a mythology i don't you know i don't actually know things about history but i know what the media has told me um (laughs) <laughs> that like everybody did terrible things in Vietnam, like you know, oh, all, yeah. all the you know they they murdered villages of of Vietnamese and you know senselessly wiped out all the stuff. And then, whereas the the thought is that in the more modern wars, they've taken steps to to lessen that, you know, to to more, you know, focus the targets to only go after military targets and everything. And, and, you know, cause we're trying to, I mean, that's, that's part of the reason that we lost the Vietnam war is that every, you know, we didn't have the, we were trying to fr- fight for, to theoretically free the people from this government that we didn't like, but we were just killing all the people anyway. So then the people were, you know, not on our side and theoretically, in like Iraq or whatever that was. But the thing, it, uh, but the problem with that, that uh, mythology is I think that people in the military have done terrible things in Iraq and Afghanistan as well. So you could definitely tell a story of somebody who saw some terrible things in those wars and sort of tell a similar story. Uh, if you wanted to have him more modernized, um, but also, uh, I mean, as terrible as it was, there is a certain romanticism to the to the Vietnam War, um, and the you know the aesthetic of that, and I like seeing flashbacks of the Punisher fighting in Vietnam. 
Um, and if you wanted to give him some kind of superpower and then never mention it again, that's also fine, you know? Yeah, that's the the beauty of ambiguity and mystery. Yeah. It's up to the reader to decide. I mean, nobody, you know, like I said, like Black Widow, nobody talks about how Black Nobody cares that Black Widow was around in the, you know, in the 50s. <laughs> you know, has been fight has been has been assassinating people since the fifties, you know, for the last 70 years. And is still, a uh, you know, 24 year old woman, uh, old enough to be a grandmother, but looks sexier than your mother. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you know, same thing with like, you know, Bucky, I don't know what the, I, I don't know specifically what the explanation is. I assume that with the winter soldier program, they did something to slow his aging. And then also he was like frozen for most of the time. So maybe he didn't age. But, you know, these these characters who are associated with specific points in history, you know, it's fortunate that Captain America, they did the thing where he was frozen. So you can still have his World War Two stories. Um, but, you know, time is going on. So you either have to make some sort of bullshit explanation that you never that you never reference again or you have to retcon it like I think. I think Tony Stark being retconned to being captured in Afghanistan as opposed to being captured in Vietnam or wherever he was captured in before. I don't, I honestly don't know. Or was it why Russia? <sighs> That's a good question. I'm th- I, for some reason I'm thinking it was, it was right. Ru- but regardless, like the way they, you know, his origin story in the first Iron Man movie is his origin story now. Yeah. Like, Nobody, you know, nobody cares about what it was before. And that's fine because he's not really defined by that, by that historical time. I do think that the Punisher is tied pretty closely to Vietnam. Yeah. Well, I mean, pretty much really always has been in public. except for the, you know, four years ago, whenever the Edmondson stuff came out. But I get, you know, fresh take is Marvel now back then. So, so in the Edmondson stuff, was it canon can, that he had fought in in the? Um, in the I want to say Wars? Desert Storm. In Desert Storm, I believe so. <laughs> Wait, so 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 here, so that's funny. If it was Desert Storm, because that means that he was still in the military in like 1992. So he's got to be like in his mid 40s now. Oh, well, and that's the thing. Yeah, so it's yeah. He and he kind of looks like it. I mean, he looks kind of like a scruffy old dude, or like a, you know, yeah, he's been I, out of it for I, a little bit. I guess you could. I guess you could. You could say that. I mean, he was just like a big hulking dude, anyways. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I I feel like I feel like you could only do what he does for so long. Yeah, you would think so. And unless you get an Iron Man suit, yeah. All right. Um. So before we uh, before we uh, end this, I do just want to uh, mention. I I think I might have mentioned it last last month. Uh, Spider Man has been really good. Uh, oh, this good. Fall of Peter Parker's story is like anybody who anybody who dropped off Spider Man over the any time over the last since Superior. Um. Or even before any time during Dan Slott's run, you owe it to yourself to give it another to give it a shot with this, uh, with this story arc, because 
it's, I mean, aside from the fact that he's dating Mockingbird and, and it's, it's just, it's, it's a very back to the basics. Um, Peter Parker, he's still using his science smarts, which I think is good. Uh, but he's gone, he's gone back to the, to the bugle, (laughs) um, to, to work as their science editor, which, which makes a lot, which makes a lot of sense, you know, uh, yeah, Robertson kind of hired him as a pity hire, um, but also, and and everybody, you know, everyone still hates him because of you know because they lost their wedding pictures when he erased <laughs> all of the uh, Parker tech, you know, to save the world from Doctor Octopus. But you know they lost their wedding pictures, um. So <laughs> they're, I mean, which I don't want to suggest that losing you know, losing your data is not serious. Like, but at the same time, you know, he, that's what you did get what for he, trusting you the know. cloud. Anyway, that's he, your own fault. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but he did what, you know, Peter Parker did what he had to do. And yeah. that's, that's sort of why I'm liking this story over the Mark Wade thing. Like it's, you're really seeing the consequences and also, but also it's a back to basic Spider-Man in that, like he's, you know, He's he's a screw up, and well, you I, you should really take a take a little look at uh, the Peter Parker Spectacular Spider-Man because that's um it's been pretty good it's it's been you know kind of funny and it feels like one of those back to basic Peter stories for yeah Spider-Man. yeah I just I yeah I ha- I don't like um I don't like Chip Zdarsky <laughs> yeah I know <laughs> but uh, but that'd be, that'd be a tough sell but... I don't think it's I don't think it's popped up on Marvel Unlimited yet I will be. Check oh yeah, definitely. Ch- yeah, once that hits there, yeah, definitely, it'd be worth your time. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I also the other thing about it is Dan Slot, and this is why I've liked Dan Slot's run. Dan Slot has done a really good job of every so often doing a thing that upsets the status quo aggressively, while still maintaining like the heart of the Peter Parker character. Um, you know that's why. I liked when he got hired on his horizon, you know, cause he's, it's like, Oh yeah, this guy that's super smart finally gets a job where he can be super smart, you know? And then, you know, gets taken over by Dr. Octopus and then Dr. Octopus starts his company. And so then he's running a company and of course he's running the company and it's, but it's, he's not, you know, he's not Tony Stark. He's not a business person. So he's running it, you know, basically everything, everything you, Every he was he was he was doing as much humanitarian work as possible. So because of that, like the company didn't have a lot of like reserve capital, and so then when everything went went under, he wasn't able to, you know, pay for lawsuits and stuff. And well, and Zodiac so didn't help things just, much either. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like. Uh, once, you know, so now he's, you know, now he's got nothing. He went from being like a billionaire to having nothing again. And it's just in a way that makes, in a way that makes sense in a way that's, that's true to the heart of the character. And, uh, I like Mockingbird. I like, I like, uh, I like having, uh, Spider-Man have a superhero girlfriend. That's kind of cool. Yeah, no, I like Mockingbird too. Well, it's not the Thunderbolts Mockingbird, but it's okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
yeah. And it's Bobby, right? Yes, it is Bobby. Yes. And I like the actress that played her on uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, and now she's on the Orville. That's right. And she's pretty good. That show's pretty good. Yeah. Um, this, uh, yeah, it's just, I mean, it's just start. It's just a Star Trek show. Like, like it's just great. Oh, totally. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I think I, did you have anything else you wanted to talk about? I think we can wind down. Yeah. I think we'll be good for now. All right. Good enough for people to chew on. All right, everyone. Well, thanks for listening. And until next time, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Keep reading comics or something. I forget if I have seen it.